Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Guess what? Chicken butt? Um, that's a picture book, actually. Oh. Yeah, it's good. It was successful. We even have a little stuffed uh, chicken. Chicken butts? If you, if you squeeze his butt, he says, guess what, chicken butt. Oh. That was pretty cute. No, 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 no. You're <laughs> distracting me. Oh. No, guess what? What? I'm going to Italy again. Oh, nice. I'm going to Bologna Book Fair. They, the fools, they, uh, they liked what I did last time, and they're giving me a free ride there again. Wow. So, yay! That's awesome. They don't pay for my meals, but I am a hanger-on, and I am able to get many a fine free meal while I am there <laughs> in Italy. It only comes but once a year. And when is it? Uh, it is the first week in March, I want to say. So, oh, that's coming yes. up. Very cool. Yay! Very excited I'm going back. Uh, so if any of the listeners are going to Bologna this year... Uh, look me up. I'll, I'll be going there as well. Yeah, well, two weeks after that, I'll be in Vegas, so... Yeah, that's a place. Yeah. Where people go on planes. Yep. To see things. Yeah. In a place. Mm-hmm. Yay! <laughs> How's, and that food's good. That food's good. Hi, this is Fuse and Kate, and uh, I'm Betsy. <laughs> I'm Kate. Yeah. And we talk about picture books. Oh. And uh, whether or not they are classic-y enough. Sure. Now, recently, a turning of the year has occurred. It is now 2023. Yep. As we record this. Mm-hmm. Which means we can now consider the 2003 releases. I had not yet looked at what was released in 2003. I actually have not taken the time to do so. But the same cannot be said for our listeners. Oh. Specifically, listener Gerald Connors, who wrote in and said, Betsy... There is one book that you absolutely 100% must do. And when he said the name, I had to do it. Okay. Are you ready for this? No. It's got some details. Oh, boy. It's got some food. Oh, boy. Boom! Arnie. Oh, the donut. Okay, it's a very busy cover, but I'm, I'm glad. Can you tell who it's by? Uh, cooked up by Lori Keller. Yes, Arnie the Donut. Have you ever heard of Arnie the Donut? Nope. Arnie the Donut came out in 2003, still going strong in different uh, iterations to a certain extent. If you like tiny details, I met your match. I do like tiny details. (laughs) All right. This is the woman for you. Uh, yeah. And do you like donuts? I do like donuts. I think we found the perfect combination. Go take that book. Okay. All right. While Kate does her read, let's do a little background information on Arnie. But first, let's talk a little bit about Gerald. Remember Gerald, who I mentioned earlier, who told us to do this book in the first place? Well, Gerald actually, I should say, has been doing a little bit of an illustration challenge of his own. He calls it the 12 Days of Donuts. And let me tell you, you haven't lived until you've seen some of your favorite picture books donified. That would be Gerald Connors's The Twelve Days of Donuts. As for Laurie Keller slash Arnie the Donut, Arnie's a huge hit. He's been a star of a musical. Chris O'Dowd read him in a video. He has sequels. He has early chapters slash graphic novels. 
Lori Keller herself trained to be a teacher originally, and then she decided to pursue her art. She got a job working for Hallmark cards, which is kind of awesome. And she seems to have like truly enjoyed that job. In the meantime, she was trying to come up with how to make picture books. So she would go to the Reading Reptile, a little bookstore, which eventually kind of morphed in a way into the upcoming Exploristorium, The Rabbit Hole. Her first picture book was The Scrambled States of America. You may be familiar with it. She's done many fine picture books since, including my personal favorite, Potato Pants. Seriously, you need to check that one out. I got one question for you. I'm hungry, yes. Okay, that was actually the question. I was wondering, <laughs> would you like a donut? I would. Do you have one? I don't. Oh. I did the other day. Um, the other day, I, I actually had a... There's one guy in my workplace who will walk around just giving out donuts randomly. You Aww. never know what day he's going to do it. It's usually a day when you've already had a snack, but it doesn't matter. You take that donut. Yeah, you become best friends with that guy. Oh, yeah. No, that guy's a good guy to have. Good That's guy. the guy you want on your staff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this is all about a donut. Not just one donut. There's many donuts in this book. Yeah, but it's mostly about this guy. It's he's the star. He's I would a chocolate-covered yeah. donut with sprinkles. That is one of my favorite kinds of donuts. Really? Yeah, I really like chocolate donuts with I, sprinkles. I can take, but uh, or get you know, take or leave. But there you go. There we go. That's the <laughs> phrase. And then you get to the title page, which is a shot of the bakery, and next to the bakery is an antique store that says closed. Why do you need a lava lamp at this hour anyway? And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, since when are lava lamps antiques? Oh, they're totally, right? 70s, man. That's not an antique. That's totally, if people, if a, if a large swath of the population was not around when the thing was invented and popular, then that's an antique. But a large set of the population was around in the 70s. Well, sure, but and, oh, like... And then the lava lamps came back in the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, yeah, they did. They did. I had one. I, I had, had one in college. I did. Yeah. I admit it. Am I proud of it? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. What's interesting is that on the front of the bakery, it says, home of the best donuts around. And so I'm thinking, okay, where is the best place to get donuts? Here in, in No. Nationally. Oh, or, I know or internationally. No, 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 miss, miss, Go for it. Yes. The answer. I know the answer. Yes, Miss Bird. Um, it is on the Jer- uh, is it the Jersey Shore, the Jersey Shore, and um, it is uh, Brown's Donuts. Um, it is uh, oh shoot, it's right by the vacation home that my in laws have uh, on the Jersey Shore, and it, Brown's Donuts. I'm pretty sure they're called that. I'll look it up. They're the best donuts I've ever tasted in my freaking. Do you life. consider beignets donuts? Nah, I consider them beignets. Otherwise, they would be called donuts. I consider them donuts. They are fried dough. They have no hole. You don't need to have a hole. Look yes, at you do. If you're a donut, you have a hole. Ah, that you do not, though. And there are like crawlers. Crawlers. Bear claws. Uh, bear claws. Cinnamon whatever. twists. Yes, those are fine, but they're not a donut. Uh, they are a no donut. No one would say, I'd really go for a donut, and then they get a cruller. I mean, or uh, a crawler. Yeah, they do. Or do an they? apple fritter. Yeah. I mean, that, you, that's when you say, I really want an apple fritter. <sighs> we have rules in place for a reason, Kate. I did like the nod to the... Uh, I'm assuming it's the copy editor. Um, Probably. They rewrote um, Rick James's Super Freak <laughs> to be Edit Freak, uh, just like on the really? dedication page. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I'm not going to sing it, but... No, uh, Rick James is a stable suit. <laughs> she's an Edit Freak. Edit Freak, she's super edits. <laughs> Yow. 
Well, especially with the Nicki Minaj song playing off of that song right now on the radio. That is that is beautifully timed. So we meet this donut. We're finally getting into the story. Oh, hey, there's a donut. There's a donut. And he has a name. His name is Arnie. Arnie. And it's a good he, name for a donut, And honestly. he's made that day. He thinks about when he was cut into a ring, deep fried, cooled, ice, sprinkled, and then named. This strikes me as realistic because when you talk to a young child, they literally will get nostalgic for like a year ago. They'll be like, oh, remember when that was a thing? Like, <laughs> so yeah, this, this, this holds true for me. Well, this was just the same day, though. I Well, you know, their lifespans are shorter, so it makes sense. And when he's named, he's given the name Arnie by a woman sitting behind a desk with a very <laughs> dated computer. Remember, this book did come out 20 years ago, but even then, those computers were out of date by that point, yes. I mean, yeah, that that, that in itself kind of made me go, ooh, that's a bit dated. I don't know, it's kind of cute, though. I almost feel like it's dated on purpose. I don't know. And then we meet a whole bunch of donuts. You've got, um powdered you've got jelly you've got cinnamon twist uh donut holes eclairs cream filled uh bear claws plain apple fritters so you have a variety of donuts on this page Mm -hmm. which then makes me have to ask you Mm -hmm. what is your favorite donut which you said was chocolate oh that's not my favorite i said i like them very much but no my absolute favorite 100 percent is an apple cider donut with cinnamon sugar not powdered sugar i'm not insane just a cinnamon sugar apple cider donut. That, that is my is, favorite. That is that is a good choice. I just feel like, hands down, it's sort of donut perfection. It's pretty good, yeah. It's really quite good. You, if you get a good one. I mean, there are crap ones out there, but if you get a fresh one, oh. But they don't, not every place makes those. Oh, no. That's so. why they're so good. Let me tell you something. In New York City, you cannot get a good donut. People are going to be going down my throat on this, but this is true, people. You have artsy. <laughs> donuts in new york i know this i went to every donut place <laughs> okay. i could find uh, in new york okay that's, and i'm just saying it's, it's okay it, it, I, it'll, I'm it'll on be my okay soapbox. you could separate do i have off. to get down my yep soapbox? yep Aww. we're reading a book here so new york donuts suck. Okay. arnie talks to an apple fritter who apparently doesn't want to talk to him and arnie says well it's rather early maybe she's not a morning donut and i'm sorry apple fritters can totally be morning donuts sure they're just stuck up well, this one is, apparently. Yeah, that one is. Yeah, like, I can't lump them all together. So then the bakery opens, and all these people start climbing into the store, right? Right. There's one guy who has who's racing in. He's got, like, a racing bib on him. And oh, wow. I, and I said, that me. <laughs> because when, when Dad and I do our 5K yeah. in Kalamazoo... When we're done, we go to Sweetwater Donuts. Oh yeah, and we immediately get a donut. So that me, that you, me that you found, you found yourself. I found me in a book. That's cute. <laughs> and Arnie is so excited. He's he's telling all his fellow donuts, you know, goodbye, have a great trip. Oh, I wonder who's going to choose me. And then just then, uh, you know, a man picks him up and puts him in a bag, and he can hear the cash register guy saying, "Thank you, Mr. Bing. Have a nice day." And Arnie's like, oh, man, I can't wait to meet this Mr. Bing. And I'm thinking, what what does he think is going to happen? <laughs> this is the problem with, with Arnie. He thinks too much. He doesn't. And not enough. And, and he both thinks too much and not enough. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Which is true of many people. Then we come to my favorite sp- spread of yes. illustrations. Really? This is. This one. For a couple of reasons. Okay. Uh, number one, Mr. Bing is in his car and he's driving home, but he goes past a tree that has a squirrel in the tree who says, 
ah, fake pine, because the squirrel is smelling the air freshener that is in his car, which is my tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also driving along a road that is made out of an actual map. And, uh, oh, cute. And you can tell that it's Oklahoma, in case you were All wondering. Right. In case we wondered where Ar- Arnie is from. Yep. Yeah. And then as he gets home at his apartment complex, it's made out of a crossword puzzle. Oh, that's cute. Isn't that clever? That's really nice. She does some nice stuff with mixed media, I yeah. have to say. Yeah. So Mr. Bing takes Arnie home, puts him on a plate. You can kind of see in the background, Mr. Bing's refrigerator has a little tiny picture that says, I heart donut. Okay. He really likes donuts. And then he's also drinking, or he's eating his, or he's going to eat his donut with um, a tall glass of chocolate milk. And you can read on the uh, chocolate milk carton, it says, nutrition facts, fat, tons. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know if I'd have a chocolate donut with chocolate milk, but uh, to a kid, that might seem like the ideal. Right? Yeah. In many ways. I I think they're definitely catering to the audience. And let me just say... I am totally on Mr. Bing's side on this. When I used to work at a college library where every day the nuns and I, because I worked with a lot of nuns, would go <laughs> to the cafeteria for the college and we would each get a donut. And this happened once a day, usually around 10 a.m. So it became a thing we did. And if I had not had my donut, I would have been grumpy. Yeah, he eats a donut a day. Yeah. I, he, I don't mind him, man. And he uh, lifts Arnie off the plate. Keep in mind, I'm going to show you, just to keep this in mind, you see no arms or legs on Arnie, Yeah, correct? He, he seems to have the ability to tuck them in. Yeah. Yes. It's a little weird. So when called upon to do as so. The, as Arnie is getting closer and closer <laughs> to Mr. Bing's mouth, Arnie opens his eyes and screams out, What are you doing? At which point, Mr. Bing has a complete mental breakdown, (laughs) decides to check himself in, and stays there for the rest of his life. Yeah, I mean, was Arnie not talking this entire time? I feel like Arnie may have said something before now, but I guess not. I think he was just talking to himself. I guess he was just talking to himself, yeah. Yeah. And um, now Mr. Bing realizes that he can talk to donuts, Mm -hmm. um, in which they have a conversation like, well, I I, I was going to eat you, and Arnie's like, "Well, well, why? He's like, well, because you're a donut. You've done this before? Yes, I've done this before. (laughs) Um, Murderer. Arnie asked to borrow his phone. Which I love that. Which, again... (laughs) Which is is like an old phone. It's a very weird-looking... I think cordless it's a cordless landline. Land but is... look at how weird that phone is. No, it's is. a weird shape. It should at least be like a little curvy. But there it looks... should be a part for yeah. a part sticking out where your speaking mouth goes. Yeah, it looks like a weird love child of a cell phone and a landline <laughs> is what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Artie calls the bakery and finds out from the baker that all the other donuts understand that they are to be eaten. Yeah, apparently he was not paying attention when <laughs> the rules were set down early yeah. on. Yeah. So uh, Arnie uh, understands that this is now <laughs> his, his, fate. his fate. He's He lays himself on the plate and says, All right, go ahead <laughs> and eat me. I mean... Mr. Bing is now in the position of every fairy tale character, like every wolf in every fairy tale, where you are having a discussion with someone that you are intending to eat. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and Mr. Bing, out of the kindness of his heart, agrees not to eat the donut that he just bought. It's very sweet of him. Um, he is now foregoing his breakfast. So. And, and now he, he and Arnie are going to come up with other ideas of what Arnie can do since... 
you know, Mr. Bing did buy him and he sure. needs to do something with him. Right. I do like in Mr. Bing's, I guess, like dining area on his shelf, there's a little trophy that is second place. Um, and it looks like in maybe, a contest? <laughs> it looks like maybe basketball. Oh, nice. From that That's been... hinting at his, at his youth. Yeah. Yes. Way back in the day. Way back in the day. I just like that he got second place in basketball. Yeah. And he's proud of it. Yeah. I like that he's proud of it. So they start coming up with ideas for things that Arnie can do. And Mr. Bing comes up. Well, Arnie first starts and he's like, I could be your personal trainer. No. I could be a, your portrait painter. No. I could be your chauffeur. No. Your bodyguard. No. He is this close to saying, I could be your wingman. He is so close to saying that. <laughs> And, uh, and, you know, Mr. Bing's like, no, no, I, but, but here's some ideas that I had that you could be, you could be a pincushion. No, I, you could be my bowling ball. No, you <laughs> would be a fine paperweight. No, doorstop. No. So they're both, you know, striking out here. Yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, what, what happens when Arnie gets stale and moldy? You... Well, he gets stale way before he got moldy. I've never seen a moldy donut. They just get stale and really, really hard, right? He would get moldy. Well, like, in time, particularly if he got wet. But if he stayed dry, I think he could just go stale for quite some time. Well, neither one of them can come up with an idea of what Arnie's purpose is. And so Arnie decides to part ways with Mr. Bing. And they shake hands. He's somehow now gotten arms again. Yeah, he has he has uh, limbs when it suits him. Yep, and, mm-hmm. and, and legs. And so he decides to shake... Mr. Bing's hand, yes. <laughs> and uh, they wave goodbye. Yeah. And that's the end of the book. It's really depressing oh, no, when you no. think about. It. Oh no! Oh, oh there's, there's more. more. There's a lot more actually. Yeah. yeah. So um, so he's. It's a long picture book. Artie is leaving the apartment complex that has um, a tennis court, a swimming pool, a fancy people party. Yeah, I love the fancy people party, which is kind of cool. But I mean, isn't it like ten in the morning? Mr. Bing just got his donut, for crying out loud. Who's having a party at 10 in the morning? Uh, fancy people, Oh, say. fancy people. You know what? I'm not a fancy person. I don't understand their ways. Continue. <laughs> but now the, you, you know, as the donut is leaving, there's a sign that says no dogs allowed, which then gives Mr. Bing an idea. And he comes huffing outside and <laughs> chasing us. hot... High-waisted pants. It, it does say um, the fastest Mr. Bing's moved in years. We have no real sense of his age, but I'm going to put him at a square 65. Sure. Yeah. With his pants up to his nipples. And yep. He's got yep. no, no... And no, his cardigan. He's got a cardigan. And he has yep. the George Costanza haircut. Very much so. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's like, look, it, you know, it's, we, we're not allowed to have dogs, and I've always wanted a dog. Why don't you be my dog, my donut dog? At which point, Arnie the Donut's like, heck yeah, I'll be your donut dog. And the, he starts licking Mr. Bing. And I'm like, okay, this just got real weird. That's a whole... There's like a line that you crossed. Yeah. When the when your food's licking you, yeah. things get weird. Yeah. It, I agree. It's gross. So... Then again, he probably licks are probably delicious. So then they just go about and they're just each other's best friends. Best you know, buds. they They go on walks and, and, they, and they play fetch. And everyone loves, you know, his donut dog and their hands get all sticky and he, he does great in, in dog class and, uh, well, donut dog class. And then that's the end. And I'm like, but wait a minute, what happens when he gets 
gross and old and if the donut dies then is mr bing going to eat him and don't the actual dogs and birds try to eat him when he's out and about you would think i'm very confused but on the very back of the book uh arnie is talking to a donut that does say oklahoma on it oh that's interesting i know that she she mentioned that when she was learning to make picture books she would go to Kansas City, but that is not in Oklahoma. No, no. So, between huh, the, the at map, some point she's she's really around that area. Yeah, though. between the map that uh, Mr. Bing drives on and the Oklahoma donut on the back oh. of the book, this is a nice hat tip to Oklahoma. I mean, to be perfectly fair, I cannot think of that many Oklahoma picture books. There so, you go. Well, here's one. There you go. Hey, <laughs> fantastic. There you go, Oklahoma. Marvelous. Yeah. So Arnie was a huge hit when he came out, and he's continued to be a huge hit ever since then. He's, he's uh, had a musical. Uh, which I would enjoy seeing, I think. And uh, he's had many picture book sequels, and then he sort of had his own uh, early chapter book slash graphic novel series for a while there. Uh, So yeah, Arnie's done well for himself. I think he could be um, a stuffed animal, and then he could have accessories that are dog accessories. Like, he could have a leash. He could. He could have, like, a, a bone or a a water bowl. I mean, for all we know, this does exist. I... The world of children's literature stuffed animals is vast and strange. That's what Etsy is for. I mean, I'm sure that's what Etsy's for, but there really are a couple producers who do make picture book puppets and stuffed stuffed animals. animals. Yeah, 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 they do exist. Okay. All right, a ratings time. Well, I am left with more questions than Uh, answers. Um, It's a very silly book. Um, I'm glad the title isn't complicated mm-hmm. uh, because that would have been a turnoff. But this is definitely not my kind of drawing style. Yeah. Um, and it, it is only dated, I think, in its technology. Otherwise, I think you could read this at any time oh, and, it, yeah. and it would apply. Absolutely, yeah. um, I like the little details and the side conversations on all the pages. This is the longest book to read to children. It will take you half an hour because if you've got a kid who's like, no, read that. No, read that. No, read that. No, read that. And you have to read every little side conversation. It will take you all day. I believe it. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. I, I am glad that they found happiness with each other. I just worry about what their future holds. Okay. Well, so, kids don't worry about that. <laughs> I know, but I worry. So sure. I gave it a 5.75. It's not my favorite, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm very fond of it. Uh, I remember reading it to my own kids. Like I say, you have to clear away a swath of time if you're going to do that i have read it aloud to groups but when you do that you actually do have to edit it down to a certain extent um you certainly can't read that and the problem is if you do read it to a large group of kids there's gonna be some kid in front who's like wait what's that one saying what's that one saying you cannot read them all you'd be like i'm sure it's fascinating kid we're moving on <laughs> um it's good for if you have a donut related party it's Fun art. She's a hoot. Uh, she clearly just had a lot of fun making the book, and that really shines through. And, uh, yeah, I think it deserves the praise again, so I'm a strong seven. Okay, well, yeah. with our scores combined, it's over a five, so it's a classic. It's a classic! Okay. Let us time. Ooh. We have two oh, this nice. week in abundance. <laughs> the first one comes from Lorelai, who writes, Dear Kate and Betsy, Thank you, Betsy, for not including Farmhouse by Sophie Blackall. Don't get me wrong. I, and this in, is, including in what? Well, when we did the thing on the three potential winners for Caldecott, ah. I did not mention Sophie Blackall's Farmhouse. Now, Sophie Blackall, who did Lighthouse, and remember- And she dre- won. We, and you dressed up as a lighthouse, and yeah. she won. She also won before that 
for uh, a book about the real Winnie the bear that inspired Winnie the Pooh. So she's huh. won the Caldecott twice already, and people are a little sick of her winning. The problem with that being Farmhouse is by far her greatest book. <laughs> and if she won for this one, it it wouldn't be surprising, but people would get mad because they'd think it was unfair, uh. which is unfair to her because she's just really talented. But yeah. anyway, thank you, Betsy, for not including Farmhouse <laughs> by Sophie Blackout. Now, don't get me wrong. I love her work, but we need to see something different like Blue. Night Owl is one of my favorite books this year just because it is so cute, but I never even thought about it for the Caldecott. Love the podcast. Love your conversations. Aww. Thank you, Lorelai. And the other one's from Lorena, who says, Dear Betsy and Kate, thank you so much for your weekly dive into picture books. I always appreciate your approach, the regard you have for them, but also the clear-eyed critique, and the fact that you have so much fun together. (laughs) As an illustrator, I often pay close attention to the way you discuss the illustrations in picture books and leave little mental notes to myself as I listen. Okay, remember not to do that. And hmm. She has a suggestion for a book. I am not going to go into it because we might actually do it. And then she says, and I can't write without thanking you, Betsy, for the wonderful review of my book back in 2019. And uh, this was for the book, uh, and I'm going to butcher the name, so I do I do apologize right now, but Vasilisa the Wise and Other Tales of Brave Young Women Retold by Kate Forsyth, illustrated by Lorena Carrington. It was my first proper U.S. review. I'm mostly published here in Australia, and an early career highlight. I should note, um, if y'all haven't read Vasilisa the Wise or any of the other books that Kate Forsyth has done with Lorena Carrington, um, these books are beautiful. The cut paper slash Photoshop work done on the silhouettes uh, is beyond belief. If she lived here in America, she would be talked about for caldecott of her own so oh nice that is super sweet that she listens to our podcast that's awesome it it is really quite awesome so uh <laughs> hat tip to you madam thank you for writing <laughs> in yes grown-up things we like you go first all right i'm gonna take the temperature down a bit because i read finally and this isn't new which is but i actually only just now got around to it uh kate beaton is a cartoonist probably best known for hark a vagrant which was a series of fun comics. She's Canadian, and I've been a huge fan of those comics for years and years and years. She, she, they were collected in a book called Hark a Vagrant, then she had the sequel, Step Aside Pops. She takes history, and she weaves in just so much humor with all these different historical figures. She's brilliant. She did a graphic novel that was personal this year, and what's weird about it is that... Ugh, Many years ago, I ran into her in a party in New York that was all female cartoonists. And in fact, the attendees were all female. So men were allowed, people people who identified as female, only ones let in the door. And she and her sister were there and they were telling us about the way they paid off their student loans, which was they went and worked in the oil sands of Canada, which is very common for people in Canada to do. You can earn a ton of money in a short amount of time and pay off your loans. But it means if you're a woman working in a situation where there's like one woman for every like 60 men, um, she and her sister kind of laughed it off and were told little funny stories about it. They've, she's made a graphic novel about that time. Uh, clearly she's had time to process it. It was a traumatic time in her life and the book really reflects it. Pre- you know, President Barack Obama put it on his best books of 2022. 
Uh, it's got funny moments in it, but it's a, it's a hard one. It's a hard one for people. So I highly recommend it. I think she's entering a new phase into her cartooning, and I am there for it. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go in a completely opposite direction. Go for it. I finally saw Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Hey! Was anyone in your theater? You just, oh, yeah. I guess you saw it on a day when a lot of kids were out of school. So. Were I there kids there? I saw it on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yeah. There were a lot of kids there. Good. And it was a three o'clock matinee. Yeah, there you go. It was packed, yeah. It Good. was, And it was such a nice nod to Chad, Chadwick Boseman. And it had great female fight scenes. Yes. Um, there are definitely some tear-jerk moments when you realize that the actors may not be acting when they're crying. Yeah. That they might actually be legitimately crying. And I'm like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, obviously it keeps the beautiful costumes alive. It's got really good one-liners, but... To be honest, I think I like the original better. I think I think I do too. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I think Angela, I did, yeah. Angela Bassett's forearms should get an Oscar nomination <laughs> just just themselves. I'm that, okay with alone. that. Yeah, because they are powerful. That scene where she's with all those like nebbishy like little white diplomats who are like accusing her of stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's so satisfying to watch that scene. Yeah. It's yeah. it's good. So yeah. yeah, if you're if it's still in the theaters where you are and you want to check it out, I recommend it. All it's, right. it's worth seeing it on the big so screen. So we're both recommending things that have been out for a little while, but uh but things are that are still good out. that are yeah. worth checking out and perhaps you've put it on the back burner because you have a busy life and maybe this will be the push to get people to see the, and read these things. Yep. Yay! Cool. That's a better note to end on. See, yes. I'm glad you had me go first. I would have just taken this whole thing you down, yep. down a little drain there. <laughs> yeah. I probably should have suggested I did go first, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, that's cool. So, yeah, I don't know what we're doing next. At some point, we'll do some sort of Valentine's Day thingy um, at some point. But I'm sure even, there's tons it's of not those. Even February, so we got tons of time. No, there's not. There's not a ton of those. Wait, doesn't President's Day come first? No, Groundhog's Day comes first. I, there is. N- you like, can find a Groundhog's Day. Oh, I could find one, but a good one no. that's been out for more than 20 years? I don't know about Come that. Come on. Yeah, all right. Gentle listeners, if you can suggest a Groundhog's Day book, I say that with dripping <laughs> doubts from my very vocal cords, uh, go ahead and email us at fusekd at gmail.com. Yay! And until this impossible thing comes to pass... <laughs> I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse Number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM. Or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our bear claw is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate, Atienza, and Betsy Bird.